20 years old, I'm robbing my mother, I'm robbing everything in the house. So I just wanted to introduce the world to Jersey Jerry. I'm going to this treatment center, that treatment center, trying to get sober. I'm doing heroin, I'm smoking crack, I'm getting arrested. My mom goes to get her coffee. I was next to a dumpster. She finds me, she picks me up, crying, and I'm crying. It's like, hey, we gotta send you far away. Joe, when does it stop? And he's like, what the fuck do you mean, when does it stop? I'm tired of getting arrested. I'm tired of getting locked up. I'm tired of having my mom cry. And he looked at me and he started crying. And he said, it'll never stop until you stop. So I just stopped and I never looked back. I was in treatment with 87 kids. You know how many people stayed sober since the start? One. That's just what the statistics are. You just gotta, you know, hold on and don't give up. It might not take you one time to get it. And God willing, you see the day where, you know, you're not in a casket or a jail cell. Something will change. You don't give up. Dude, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'd give up the barstool shit in a second, dude. I don't want to say this the wrong way. It was always Jersey Jerry. I'm blue collar union, 855 pipe fitter till I die. I'm Adam Brenneman. Well, I appreciate you, uh, you coming, man. We're at Super Bowl week in Arizona. Crazy week, but yeah. it's uh, been a long time coming, man. I'm glad to glad to have you on. And you've had a, oh, yeah. what's it been a year or two since you kind of yourself's really taken off. And yeah, dude, uh, you know, I started in the content game like about three and a half, four years ago. But like these last year, it's really gone to the next level. Yeah, I remember the the first uh signs video you posted <laughs> yeah i remember uh like the first one and it went dumb viral right yeah. away right and, oh, yeah. and didn't it hit the first one yeah you first one ever hit so it's like people are like now okay i gotta follow this guy this guy's like a genius like far from a genius bro. yeah yeah when you when you're out here you know with all the all the barstool guys like what's a week look like, like what are you guys doing at the super bowl is it is it just like shows all week all the time yeah so pretty much how it works is you know um we'll have a schedule and it's like hey 9 a.m busting with the boys are doing this 11 a.m we're gonna do the yak uh one o'clock uh pmt has kirk cousins on and then five o'clock every day is barstool radio at the new barstool uh bar in scottsdale seven o'clock yesterday we had the dozen mm -hmm. trivia so our days are like full but now my stuff at least is out the way so now i'm just chilling now yeah that's sweet yeah. Uh, i want to ask you about uh your relationship with our mutual friend Kenny Pickett, yeah, and how that's how that's developed, and it must be cool for you being a Steelers fan. And, oh yeah, and uh, you guys, are, I mean, he seems to be as big of a fan of you as as, he, as uh, you are of him. So how, how did that develop? Yeah, it was like kind of random, you know. I, listen, I don't watch college football. I've said that openly in the past, and like you know, you got like a guy yeah. following you now. It's like Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh Panthers. Like, okay, cool, like that's fine, you know, yeah. like not a big deal to me because I don't care about college football, you know. Yeah. So, we you know, we followed each other and just he'd give me a like here. I'd give him a like there. He would like uh, DM me like with a laughing emoji. I'd be like, oh, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. And just like that, bro, just the communication started. And, uh, you know, as it got closer to the draft, I started chirping him a little bit like, yo, you're going to be a stealer. You know that, right? And he was like, for your sake, yeah, yeah. probably. But, hey, I wouldn't mind going there, you know. He thought he'd probably go to the, to the Saints or the Panthers, I think. Yeah. But when he got to Pittsburgh immediately when I texted him and it had that, my picture went viral on him. It was like a, a snapshot of him and he was, uh, he actually said something. He like 
commented on my Instagram, and then that's when we started to like develop a relationship. But yeah, dude, just a good cat all the yeah. way around. He's such like a so down to earth and like such a just like a guy's guy. <laughs> like, oh, he's a guy's guy. Yeah, bro. like like not not a prima donna at no, all. No, for this yeah. thing, he was actually my first guest ever on the podcast. Wow, he was, that's how I got started. I now, was, how'd you contact him? It was through his quarterback train the, the coach Tony? that trained him. Uh, different Jim Cantafia gotcha. when he was in high school when he was really young okay. was my high school head coach. So I and I'm three four years older than Kenny, mm -hmm. um, maybe even more. So we got to know each other through that and just same thing like stayed in touch over social media and mm -hmm. then um, yeah he was I just DM'd him and I was like yo you want to do the podcast he was like yeah <laughs> this Fuck was yeah. And right when he was in the draft process so he's a great dude and he's out here now too right he's yeah he's out here now yeah. Night, yeah wanted to ask you about. I, I went to Penn State, mm -hmm. and you were at Penn State wrestling game recently, right? Yeah, Penn yeah. State, Iowa. How, how was what was that experience like, dude? That was my first ever wrestling match, like in person, yeah. live. And I'll tell you what, it's crazy at Penn State. Oh, right? dude, yeah. it was it was wild. Now there's some people that'll DM me like, "Hey, you might have thought Penn State was great, but you need to come to Carver Hawkeye, you know, in <laughs> yeah. Iowa." So you know, I've only been to one. I've been to two now live. Um, Pittsburgh invited me to UNC wrestling a couple days ago, so I went there, but. Totally different atmosphere mm -hmm. than Penn State. Yeah. Penn State is just electric, bro, yeah. and I can't wait to go back. There were a lot. Wasn't Michael Parsons there too? Was that the same? Game yeah, dude. So we were messaging. It was uh, we were texting each other, and uh, he couldn't like find me, and like the service was terrible there. Oh, so bad. Yeah. So we were texting each other. He's like, "Yo, where are you at?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm here. I'm like, I'm look. I'm like, I'm looking at you." And I, I, we were trying to call each other, but the calls were just dropping. And like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, stay. I'm texting him. I'm staring at you, bro. You're across from me. I'm in the first row possible. <laughs> he had a little bit better seat, like right next to the mat. But yeah, we just we couldn't get in touch. And then like finally, I was like to the security, I'm like, "Yo, look, I'm texting him, bro. Just go get him and bring him over here." So he went over. He's like, "Dude, what the? Fuck? I've been texting you. I'm like, I've been texting you back." But yeah, he's That's a good awesome. dude, Micah. Are you a you're a big wrestling fan? Yeah, you know, over the last three years, it kind of developed that way. Like all my buddies in high school wrestled. I went to one practice and. You know, I wasn't with the weight cut. I wasn't with that. I wasn't with, <laughs> hey, you got to watch what that you eat now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like 45 minutes in, I turned to my buddy and I'm dripping sweat. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm not doing this anymore. So I quit and uh, I started to follow it about, I'd say three years ago when my buddy at work was watching a clip of the Big Ten tournament. And I was like watching this one guy wrestle. I'm like, yo, this dude's a beast, yeah. bro. And I followed him, you know, on, on social media and stuff and seen all his matches and I just like, it all get into it that's sweet yeah i've never really gotten into the whole wrestling scene but yeah. I, at penn state obviously like you know you're kind of a bandwagon fan if yeah. you're when, when i when i i just watch when they're in the For national sure. championship and stuff like that well, they have a great wrestler now uh, they have a bunch they dude, a honestly yeah. but this one kid on their own close with rby okay. he is amazing dude you should get to know him and watch yeah. him he'd be a great guest yeah he's a good dude to talk to dude, stevie who's our who's our boy who wrestles at penn state Donovan Ball. Donovan, Donovan Ball. Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, our boy Donovan, we went to high school with him. He uh, he wrestles for them. I don't know if he's a starter, but I know that he, like, fills in if, like, yeah. somebody's, gotcha. like, hurt or something. Yeah, they, they for sure. dude, David Taylor, too, who was an yes. Olympian. Then. Yes, yeah. he, he messaged Pretty. me, you know, appreciate, you know, the effort of trying to grow wrestling and stuff. He was a good dude. I met him in person when I was That's there, sweet. so good dude. I want to ask you about your 
your journey, the ups and downs you've been through, your sobriety, yeah. which you've talked about a ton. You know, I remember when you posted that video that went went viral. I forget what was like a, a maybe the seven year anniversary seven, video. Yeah, I think it was oh, gotcha, that, which yeah. was a really cool video. Yeah, and, and that shit actually made. Yeah, me I think I, no, yeah. I, I'm not even kidding. Like I, it, yeah. it impacted me. Yeah. It was it was. Uh, you're such a funny dude, and like everything you do is so funny that like when you were when you are serious, like everyone listens, right? For they sure. Don't expect it. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to hear about um, that kind of journey and uh, you know what kind of led you to this point today. Yeah, you know I could talk for hours about it, but yeah. like. Dude, man, I struggled for a long time. Like, you know, I remember like 17, 18 years old getting involved in the wrong crowd. And then, you know, it happened so fast, the decline, you know, and like it got to the point where I'm 20 years old. I'm robbing my mother. I'm robbing everything in the house. My mom's not letting me back in. I'm going to this treatment center, that treatment center, trying to get sober. Yeah. I'm doing heroin. I'm smoking crack. I'm getting arrested. You know what I mean? I'm lying. I'm doing all these things. And like, and it ended up to being, I was 21 years old. I was next to a dumpster and my mom goes to get her coffee and, you know, she finds me, she picks me up and she's like, you know, like crying and I'm crying. I'm like, she's like, Hey, we got to send you far away. Like, cause all the treatments I went to were always in New Jersey. Yeah. So I never really got that chance to get like a change of scenery. Mm -hmm. I think it helped me personally. I can't speak for other people, but it helped me. I got on a plane pretty much a couple days later, thankful to a, a recovery center out in Scottsdale. They scholarship me because insurance was done with me at that point. They yeah. told my mom, you know, I was under my mom's insurance at the time and insurance pretty much went back and told her and me like, yeah, we're done. We're not covering this <laughs> fucking kid anymore. Like yeah. he's been to 14 different treatment centers. He can't get it right. We're all out of money. So figure it out. Yeah. So send me off to a plane to Scottsdale and pretty much she's like, you know, uh, don't come home. She said, just don't come home. Make your life out there. And mm -hmm. I stayed there for three and a half years. I became an electrician out there. And, you know, for the first time, I took it serious. When I went there, my mentality was, I'm going to do the 90 days. I'm going to go home and I'm going to cause chaos again. But, you know, something changed in there. And I always revert back to this story. I was about two, I was about 30 days sober, I'd say somewhere around there. And I looked at my counselor who, who I, uh, I say this guy changed my life and saved my life because he did. And of course my mom did, but he also played a bigger part. And I looked at him and I said, when does it stop? I was like, Joe, when does it stop? And he's like, what the f do you mean? When does it stop? I'm tired of getting arrested. I'm tired of getting locked up. I'm tired of having my mom cry. I'm tired of stealing, you know, all these valuable things in our houses, you know? And he looked at me and he started crying and he said, it'll never stop until you stop. So I decided I just stopped and I never looked back. So from that point forward, you were sober. Yeah, I, I was sober the day yeah. I got in there, July 4th, 2015. That's my sobriety date. But like, I didn't have that change of Lots mindset of really yeah. until that day. And I started to take it serious. And I, you know, I started sticking with the people who I know were doing the thing. And I look back and I say to myself, I was in treatment with 87 kids in there. And this is not tooting my own horn, but you know how many people stayed sober, sober since the start? One. Wow. That's just what the statistics are. Wow. That's just what they say, you know. Um, they say one out of every hundred people will stay sober for five years plus. It's wild. Yeah. So, do you think there's an issue with the system, like the rehab system, or is what? Why are those numbers so bad? I think the numbers are so bad because I don't want to say this the wrong way. I think not enough people care. Yeah. I think they look at drug addicts like junkies and people who will never change, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I think the world puts a um, really bad outlook on, you know, this is a disease at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, this is some, some like thing, you know, you were born with, like, I don't believe that dude, like at all. Like my sister, we come from the same genetics. She was, she's amazing. She's smart. (laughs) She graduated college. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, I think not enough people really give a yeah. I really do at the end of the day. And I think there's not a lot of people out there that that really do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, the rehab business, you guys might not know that, know this, but like it's it's a money pit, bro. Really? It just costs a th- it costs a thousand dollars a day. If a you day? don't if you don't have insurance, it's a thousand dollars a day to stay there. Who can That's afford that? Nuts. Who can afford that? Millionaires. So for a ninety day stay is ninety grand. Ninety grand yeah. without insurance. So either you have insurance, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or your your family is is super rich. The other option is a state funded facility, which you can get sober anywhere, yeah. right? Are they the best? Probably not. Yeah. But those are your options, you know. I think you know the world has to you know do something different, man. People have to look at this like they're just they're regular people, just like you, you know, just mm-hmm. like any anybody, you know. We're not we're not bad people. We do bad things when yeah. we're in the grips of addiction, for sure. But at the end of the day, we're not bad people. Yeah. Do you think that now that you have the platform that you have and you get to connect with guys like I've seen you do sh- stuff with like Max Crosby, Dan yeah. Waller, like, do you think that you spinning in a, like in a positive way? Like, I think obviously like that's amazing. Do you think that that's something though that you like take pride in and you think is like oh, a way yeah. to help people? Oh, dude, I I'd give I I'd give up the barstool shit in a second, dude. Like. Yeah. Barcel is great. Don't get me wrong. I love Barcel. I love what it's all about. If you can tell me, Jersey Jerry, well, you're going to own this rehab, this sober living. I'd rather do that than the Barstool gig. Like, that's my passion. You know what I mean? I love to, uh, talking it up with, like, people who have a lot in common with me. You know, it feels so good when you get a message from a mother who's been struggling for years trying to save her son's life. And, you know, she messages messages you and she says, Jersey Jerry, thank you so much. You know, my son started listening to your podcast and he's two weeks sober now. Like, dude, that's what it's about, yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the barstool shit. That's, I could be the funny guy there. That's great. You know, I can make people laugh. I love it. Don't get me wrong. That holds so much more weight. Yeah. And, and I saw, I, didn't they like pull like a producer off a friend of Jerry? I saw your tweet. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm still doing this. Like, yeah, dude. It's something that you obviously have a for lot sure. Of dude, about. like, is it going to, you know, the, you know, my mom always messages me like, you know, because dude, it's tough. You know, this business, the podcast, like, it's not easy, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, if you don't got a guest, it's super hard, bro. And it's, yeah. you know, some people in the sobriety like game, you know, some people don't want to talk about that stuff, you know? Mm. But for me, I do it because I love it. I don't, I don't give a if I if 10 people watch my video I don't care if one person messages me and says Jerry great episode got me through the day that made my day that's all what it's about you know what what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give someone who was in your shoes uh, who's currently in a place that you were you know the advice I would give and you know it sounds so um cliche but it's like you know you just don't ever give up you know what I mean I think I got that tatted on me oh no I got Hold on, tatted on me. You know, you just got, you just got to, you know, hold on and, and don't give up because, dude, you, it might not take you one time to get it, you know, and, and God willing, you know, you see the day where, you know, you're not in a casket or a jail cell, you yeah. know, something will change. You know, you just keep putting in the work, you hold on, you don't give up. Dude, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know what I mean? So that's like my biggest thing is, you know, like, 
Conor McGregor said this, you know, uh, in one of his interviews, like, they've been laughing at me my whole life. Like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know how embarrassing it must have been for my mom to go to the local grocery store and, like, she's seen it, bro. Like, yeah. other families in the town, like, whispering, like, oh, that, that that's Jerry's mom. You know, he's a junkie. He's begging for money at the Wawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know how embarrassing it must have been for her, but... Man, I just, I just, I just never gave up, dude. I just kept going and I didn't stop. And once I finally had a year sober, I said to myself, "Man, I, I love this life." Yeah, I, I want to dive more into the period after you talked about the moment that you decided, you mm -hmm. know, it stops now. I want to talk more about kind of the next like couple of years after that. Like, you know, that's a long process coming back from that. Mm -hmm. What was there a was there a point where you got a big break or something kind of switched and you? You know, like a did you get a job? Like, what, yeah, what, what was for it? Sure. What was that, dude? That so I was like? I was in Arizona, and um, I started off bagging groceries. I didn't want to bag groceries, but you know, my counselor was like, "You're gonna take the first job that offers you offers yeah. you a paycheck." Sure enough, I applied. I didn't want the job. Says, "Hey, Jerry, you're gonna bag groceries." <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> it. I humbled myself. I bagged groceries, and I said, F "This dude, I'm gonna lie on Indeed." So, so <laughs> I lied on an application saying I was a master electrician. <laughs> Dude, I'm <laughs> I am not a master electrician, bro. I lied. I got the interview and I go to the interview and the first thing I say, I give my license, right? And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here from New Jersey? And I was honest with him. I said, hey, I lied on my application. Uh, I have this much time sobriety. I'm willing to work for minimum wage and I'll be your hardest worker. I promise you. And he started to cry. I was like, what the fuck? This dude's crying. He looked at me. True story. And he looked at me and he said, you know, Jerry, I just celebrated 25 years sober a couple wow. weeks ago. So there, there was the connection right there. Yeah. I got my break. Now I'm making $15 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. I'm learning a trade. And eventually I got the call, you know, after some experience there, I got the call back in New Jersey, which is one of the biggest utility companies in the nation, uh, public service. I applied. I was an electrician now, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, apl I applied and uh, I got the job and I asked my mom and, you know, I said, uh, my dad was in prison at the time. And I said, uh, you know, would it be okay if I moved back home? I'll fix up the basement and stuff like that. I could do all these things now. You know, I know how to do these things. Yeah. I learned a trade and she said, no problem. You're welcome back home. So went back home, worked for one of the biggest utilities, uh, utility companies in the country, loved it. Uh, and I started making funny videos and you know, that's when a guy named Bobby Berger found me. And who's Bobby Berger? So he's brilliantly dumb. Got it. I don't know if yeah. you ever heard of them. He does yeah, Bob yeah, does yeah, sports. Yeah, 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 so yeah. he found me, I was a radio caller, like, uh, what do you mean? Harassing Francesa, <laughs> harassing guys like Will Kane, yeah. uh, WFAN. You know what I mean? I would harass these guys. Yeah. I would give my takes. And then it got to the point where a guy named Will Kane had me on like a regular guest. Mm. You know, he would see my number pop up. The producer was like, oh, Jersey Jerry's calling. Get him on. Get him on. You know, Bobby Berger found me through there pretty much. And uh, he was like, hey, you know, let's do something. Come on my show, you know. So yeah. I went on his show and I loved it. You know, it was really, really great. We worked together for a couple years and that's when... That's when the Barstool gig happened. When you were a radio caller, give me an example of the thing you. you oh, I would you. just do stupid stuff. <laughs> the um, Will Kane, the Will, some of the Will Kane videos are all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, I would talk. He was a big Cowboys fan, so I would, you know, there's a clip on my Instagram. Like uh, I told him, I'd rather have Brucey from the Longest Yard as my quarterback <laughs> over Dak. You know, stuff Get like that. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. The Barstool gig. Yeah. What What was the first point of contact you had with Barstool? Like, how, how did that come about? 2000, um, Clemson versus Alabama, 2018. 
uh, I had the Steelers video that went viral, mm -hmm. and Barstool and Dave invited me over to um, an event they were throwing. So I went there, I took some pictures. You know what I mean? You know, people loved the the Steelers yeah. video, the freakout video. Dave, we had each other's number and stuff. And uh, for some reason, bro, this is the wildest thing to me. I should have been at Barstool in 2018. Yeah. But I'm here now, so it's all good. I had his number for years, bro. And I and I didn't know. I forgot I had it. And I would message them my videos. I'm like, oh, po post this. Post this for me. Post uh -huh. this. This is a funny video. They would read it. They wouldn't post it. Like, these motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> like, my shit's funnier than half these motherfuckers here. And um, I was going through my contacts one day, and I was like, what the Dave Porter? I was like, I got this mother number so i text him i was like yo it's jersey jerry one second hey what's up so i'm like i want a job so that's kind of how it started and then uh that's hilarious Dude, he offered me a job i said no i went there i said no really i, I didn't want to leave the union i had such a good job yeah. in new jersey where i didn't want to leave I'm getting 40 hours overtime. I'm working 80 hours. Yeah. I'm making, I'm having 40 hours overtime. You know what I mean? I'm killing it. Downside, you don't get to be home and whatnot, yeah. but that's okay. But yeah, dude, like, I don't know. I didn't want to leave there. It was such a good job. And I told Dave, hey, I want to be part-time. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, you're either with me or you're not. Full-time or nothing. He's like, no, I'm not taking the job. The whole time things are coming up, Kevin Connolly yeah. reaches out to Bobby Berger and me, hires us. And we work for him part-time. So I have the union job. Yeah. And then I'm making 50K on the side, yeah. which might be peanuts to some people, yeah. but that's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money, bro. 50K on the side, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To do a show once a week and put out some videos. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. So I was doing that. And then he got drunk one night and he fired Bobby. <laughs> and Bobby's my guy. And I'm like sitting there for two weeks, like, hey, what, you know, what's going on? I'm like, you know, reaching out. He's not answering me. He's like, uh, then like out of blue one day, an editor calls me. He's like, hey, Jerry, you know, uh, Kevin says you're fired. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker didn't even have the decency to just tell me. Wow. Anyway, I don't give a fuck. He's a scumbag. I said it multiple times. I'll say yeah. it wherever I go because got to bring awareness to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just, like I, just, just like I bring awareness to the disease of addiction. This motherfucker. A scumbag, scumbag, bro. <laughs> he fires me, whatever. I go back to Dave. Dave's like, told you. <laughs> told you. Don't go there. Begged for the job. Didn't get it. So one day I just said, F*** it. I said, I text him. I was like, if you don't hire me, it'll be the biggest mistake you ever make. Wow. And he says, come in. So I come in. I go to him. We do another interview. I said, I'm willing to work full time this time, but you're going to give me three months I'll work part-time for three months without pay. I don't want to be paid. I'll come in here after I get out of my union job a couple times a week, you know, two, three times a week. I'll get here at 3.30 on the dot p.m. I'll be in the office. I'll do what you need me to do. I'll put out videos. I'll make content, and I'm not going to get paid. He's like, perfect. I'm not paying you for three months, so don't ask again. I went on for one day, and I got hired. Wow. And then he said, you got the job. He texted me the same night. Um, he texted me. He's like, Hey, I'm going to hire you. You don't need to work for free anymore. Well, when you go to Barstool and you start and, and you're now full time, what, what does, what does that entail? Is it like, you got to create a certain amount of videos? Is it, you got to, no. you just got to create content? Like yeah. what they, they do? The, like, how, how's that operation work? The thing that I love the most about Barstool is Dave lets you do whatever yeah. the f you want to do. Yeah. He really does. And you know, if you're good enough at it, 
they put resources behind it to, to help, help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate that aspect of it. You know, Barstool's really cool, dude. Like, I'm getting into the college wrestling thing now, and it's like, you know, I'm messaging back with Hank and, the you know, some producers and stuff like that. You know, Hank's, you know, grown in the company, so a lot of stuff has to go through him now. And I'm like, hey, I'm trying to get into the wrestling. I was like, you guys fly me out to some of these events, put me in a hotel room, I'll make some content, you know, and I will uh, I'll put out some good videos and stuff like that. No problem. We'll see how the first couple of times go. And if it's good, we'll keep going. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about you scrolling on your phone and finding Portnoy's number. Dude. Years after DM. I mean, it's, it was it was three years I had it. And I had no idea I had it. That's yeah, like, I don't have another Dave in my phone that I would text regularly. Like, it's wild. Dude. It's so good. So you, you get to Barstool and you said that they allow you to pretty much, like, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then they start pulling you on some of like the bigger shows like yeah. Barstool Sports Advisors and yeah. stuff like that. So is that something that like you kind of were aware of that it, you were might go or you were just like meshing with people very well and they were like, let's bring you in and like, like let's yeah, do this. Dude, I was never a stoolie. Like I never knew how it all worked, you know? I just knew Dave and Big Cat. Yeah. Like, cause you would see their videos. I love Dave, dude. He's my funny mother Big Cat. So funny. Just a football guy, loves sports. You know what I mean? So I always like connected with those guys, but I was never a stoolie. I never knew any of the other shows. I didn't know what it all entailed. But, you know, when I got there, it was like taken back a little bit like, oh, shit, like now I'm on these shows. You know what I mean? But I don't know, dude. I, I didn't expect it, but I'm happy it happened. We were talking earlier about there's some pool to try to get you to Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Big Cat, you know. He, want, he wants me to go and uh, I would like to go. Yeah. I really I really would like to go. But, you know, I, I do have a family. You know, I have a son. I have a girlfriend that, you know, I have to take care of. So a lot of this comes down to money and how yeah. much, you know, can Barstool afford, you know, contract time. Um, I don't really have an agent. I never I don't really care for an agent. Yeah. I'm not giving a mother 10 percent of my money. My cousin's a lawyer, so I'll just send shit to him, you know. <laughs> I mean, he gra graduated Villanova Law School, so he's pretty smart, mm. you know, send shit over to him once in a while and he'll read through it. You know, hey, Jerry, this is no good. Hey, Jerry, this is good. You know, yeah. when's your contract up? Uh, September. OK, All right. September. So we're getting close, All dude. Right. Getting close. I signed a two year deal. Dave wanted to sign me to three. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not signing a three year deal. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that worked out well for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say so, <laughs> I'd say so, dude, yeah. because like that was like the biggest thing. A lot of people said, if you believe in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I'd rather sign one-year deals all the time yeah. it, because I don't want to get locked in to a deal for three, four, five years unless I'm super established, yeah. like a guy like Big Cat, a guy like Dave. You know what I mean? I don't think I'd ever sign a deal like that unless I know, like, yeah. okay, I'm here now. I made it. Yeah. I could sign. Making a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> I could sign a four- or five-year yeah. deal. I'll bet on myself every day of the week until then. I'll sign one and two year deals all the time. When it comes to then the contract negotiation part, how's that work at Barstool? Do you just you just you just talk to Dave or is it? Dude, it was like <laughs> the weirdest negotiation of all time. Like I wanted a certain number, right? I wanted a certain stock. I wanted some pizzas, and I wanted uh, I wanted I wanted uh, Steelers tickets once a year, and Dave Dave did it. So it's like it's 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 like not traditional, bro. It's not like you're sitting there in an office, you know what I mean? And it's like Dave, Erica, other yeah. people on the top of the company. You're like, hey, what, we want to do this and that. No, it's not that. I just tell them what I want. If they say yes, great. So like 
the original video when you came on, you like legit being like, I need my pizzas. Like that's oh, yeah. all like, well, I, like I, well, I knew, I knew Dave had like, a, I know, I know Dave had like a pizza company. You know what I mean? Uh, starting up the one bite pizza. So I was like, it, dude, I, I'll eat for free on a Friday night for me, my, my son and my girlfriend. So give me two pizzas a month. Yeah. Pizzas. yeah. Two pizzas. That's actually the contract. Yeah. Two pizzas a month. <laughs> and then it got to the point where like I texted Dave, I was like, Hey, you know, they stopped sending pizza to the office. You know what I mean? So uh, one day I found they had a deep freezer. So I went there. Then the deep freezer one time I took like 10 pizzas. Uh, they brought them all home. Is that going to be part of the, the next contract? No, no, no. <laughs> You're past that a little bit? No, Steelers game will, will be in the next contract, though. Okay. Definitely. Every game? No, no. They would never let me go to every game. I wish. But. Oh, yeah. You got did, they, uh, did they give you tickets to go to a game this year? Uh, This year, yeah. What's your process when you're making content? You know, like you have the art down to down to how you actually go viral all the time. Yeah. You know, what what's your process when you're thinking of a video? When you're thinking of a concept, does it just come to you because you're naturally yeah. funny? Or? Yeah. So, dude, a perfect example. Like, I'm dusting my son's room, right? Yeah. And my my grandmother never got the chance to meet my son, so I keep her ashes in his room. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm dusting his room. We're doing like a Saturday clean. You know what I mean? I go take the ashes. I go to the laundry room to get the pledge. No, no free ads. I get, I get, I get the pledge, and I stub my toe on like the ledge going into the laundry room, and the ashes fall on the ground and they break. And I'm like, oh shit, this is so fed up. You know what I mean? My mom's gonna kill me. And I was like, it just clicked. It was like, hey Jerry, you're in a content game now. Like, it'd be pretty funny if you filmed this. So like, it just comes, dude. I don't know what it is, and I just make a video, and then they go viral. But the thing is, like, I don't try to go viral ever. Yeah. Like, I'm not sitting behind my phone is like looking, hey, I got to do this, this and this to go viral. Like, it just comes natural. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And that's probably probably why you go viral. Probably. Because you're not trying to. Probably. You know? Like, the people who try never usually do, right? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the thing is with me is I think the reason for some of my success is I just never changed. Yeah. I just stayed the same, you know, uh, whether it was... Uh, with Bob, with Brilliantly Dumb, with Kevin Conley, with Barstool. Like, I've been the same guy yeah. throughout the whole entire process. Was there a point in the last couple of years where something happened where you kind of crossed the line from being like a guy that people knew to like, like you're actually celebrity status now. Like people know you in public. People yeah. talk to you. There. Was yeah. there something that, that, was it maybe like, was it the 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 um, the signs videos? Like was it the coming to Barstool? What was the moment where you're like, Oh, I got, everyone kind of knows who I am now. You know, it was it was the first time someone ever recognized me. Um, I don't know what what video it was or w what it was, yeah. but the first time I was um, I was out to dinner. It was it was me and my girlfriend. It went to some shithole <laughs> place. Ew, I mean, it was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, the food was terrible. I'm not even gonna say the name because I don't want to bury them. It, it it was a very bad meal. <laughs> so we're sitting at the table. And the waiter comes up to us and he's like, it's like stuttering and like he can't get the words out. And I'm like looking at my girlfriend like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> he's like, uh, you, you Jersey Jerry, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Jersey Jerry. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm so sorry, but before you order, can I just get a picture? I was like, okay, no problem. He's like, okay, can you meet me by the bathroom? And I'm like, what? What's going on? I was like, why can't we? He didn't want his boss to see him, I guess. Oh, God. So yeah. I'm like. I get, I'm like, oh, babe, I'll be right back. Yeah. So I go and I'm like, we take a picture and he's like shaking my hand. And he's like, dude, I am such a big fan of yours. And went back to the table. I'm like, man, what the f 
just happened, dude. <laughs> like that never happened to me in public before. That's so crazy. I don't know what video it was. I don't know what it was, but that was the first time I said to myself, like, oh shit, people know who the <laughs> f- I am. Yeah. You know? Does it ever get surreal for you? Like what especially like last night you're at the Barstool bar. I mean, yeah. how many people come up to you know yeah, who you hundreds, are? Hundreds, bro. But does it ever get like I mean, that's a especially thinking about your story and where you mm-hmm. come from, does that ever like hit you? You're like, you know, <laughs> like the shit's wild. Hundreds of people are asking for pictures and yeah, come up to you. It, it's pretty wild to me, but like, dude, I'm the type of dude you want a picture, let's do it. Yeah. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Let's let's take a picture. Yeah. And it's not just a picture. Hey, what's up? How you doing? How long are you in town for? What yeah. football team do you like? You know yeah. what I mean? That's because people who people who just like take a picture and like that's kind of that's kind of it. Great, you took a picture with the guy. Yeah. But imagine you start a conversation with that guy. Yeah. Like, hey, how long are you in town? Yeah. That goes so much further, bro. Yeah. Now those people are like, I had a five-minute conversation with Jersey Jerry, you know? And I don't do that every single time because, like, last night, it's hard to do that all the yeah. time. But, you know, you can do it a couple times a night and really get to know somebody and maybe not get their full story. But, hey, you know, this dude was a Redskins fan. Then Steelers play the Redskins a couple weeks from now, let's say, yeah. you know? And it's like, him. he's messaging me. Hey, Jersey Jerry, remember we talked about the Redskins? Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember you. You know what I yeah. mean? What, what's oh, he... sorry. Commanders. Don't get canceled. <laughs> it, it's always, yeah, it's always been the canceled, Redskins bro. for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's your favorite part of, of the job of Arsenal? Like, what, 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 uh, is it, you know, what, pe- what kind of content, what show? Like, what, what's your favorite thing that you do? Ooh. Um, I really got to, got to like Barstool Sports Advisors. Yeah. I really like that show a lot. You know, I told Dave too. I mean, I mean, he's really not needed anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm here now. Yeah. I'm here now. Yeah. Go retire in yeah, Miami. Good. I'll take. Yeah. I'll. I'll be with Big Cat. I love those guys. You know, I feed off of those guys. Those are great guys. But yeah, Dave. Dave's not needed no more there. Yeah. So I like that show a lot. Stu's a great dude. Big Cat's a really good dude. And it's a really big show. I didn't realize how big it really was until I yeah. actually got on the show. Yeah. I mean, they do like. 150 160 on youtube like that's okay that's a lot that's a lot yeah (laughs) dave's uh time like day-to-day with barstools could become to an end soon right it didn't isn't this kind of yeah yeah so so barstool barstool uh officially sold everything you know to pen um so dave is 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 removed but he's really not though because i think he's still in charge of like content hirings contracts and stuff Maybe not to the extent he was, but he still has a say. You know, if if I go out, out there and I'm like, you know, renegotiating, let's say, years down the line with Penn, mm-hmm. and Penn's like, no, Jerry, I think this is this is too much money. Maybe I think I can get, get to the point where it's like, hey, Dave, I think I'm worth this. Hopefully you do. Yes, Jerry, I think you do. I'll put in the word to Penn. I think they should keep you. That's how I think the relationship's going to, you know, uh, be in the near future. Got it. What What's the vibe like in the Barstool office every day? Like, is it just you just never know what you're gonna get? I mean, so, yeah. Who, who's the guy? Who's that dude that's Frank so funny? Frank, yeah, Frank. Frank you know, Frank I'm the tank's about always him. going on. Yeah, dude, try dude, try living next door to him. This shit's so funny. It's my neighbor. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we go for walks all the time. <laughs> I would love to just. We need to have him uh, on the pod. <laughs> oh, dude, you you like him a lot. Yeah. He, he's he's the best guy going. He's nice. He's genuine. He's a, he's a diehard fan of his teams. Yeah, you know. But the thing with Barcelona is, you walk in every day and you really never know what you're gonna get. You <laughs> yeah. know, like shit happened in this year with Barcelona. I mean, yeah, the Marty Rhea situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hank. You know, it's yeah. like. Team Hank, Team Marty, it's like, it's pretty wild shit, yeah. you know? 
we talked about you connecting with Kenny Pickett a little bit, but mm-hmm. also you JJ um, TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. And what's it been like building some of those relationships as well? You just had TJ on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, what what what's it been like connecting with them, especially as we talked about as a fan of the Steelers, yeah. as you know, having all these. Uh, NFL players that you're close for with. For sure, yeah, dude. I mean, it's been like a dream. That part yeah. of it is like pretty cool to me. Like, yeah. I love the Steelers. I'm a huge fan. Um, texting an NFL quarterback, like, of my football team is <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Like, going to hang out, going to dinner yeah. with with your quarterback, doing a podcast with TJ Watt, having other Steelers players messaging you like, oh, Jerry, when can I come on the show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, that's pretty cool dude i that, love that that thing didn't you post something where you had messaged tj watt like a million oh, times yeah, in a row dude yeah dude, I, I, I kind of remember that did you send like literally a hundred dms oh yeah <laughs> i mean i i i i abused the dm uh for him but yeah dude over the years you know he puts up a picture and shit like that you respond to it he never sees it you know it goes back 2018 around there 17 it all started with the dm stuff on social media but hey you know i did it when did he finally <laughs> respond uh last year how, how that yeah. um i had a video that went kind of viral but not stup- super viral um i made like a tj watt wristband mm-hmm. and it was the it was the year yeah it was the year he won defensive player of the year i had all the stats you know so i had a wristband on my wrist and it was like all these like 50 stats of why he's the best player in the league right uh, now yeah you know and you know you use that as debates you know when people say oh aaron donald's the best defense player of the year oh no well did aaron donald do this and like tj found the video you know he commented on it he reposted it and stuff so it was pretty cool that was the first kind of interaction with him is there anything in the media content game that you haven't done that you want to get into like it, anything i'm thinking like tv like is there anything that you have aspirations to do that you're not able to right now? i don't think i'm a stand-up guy no not not really I, I really like what i do right now dude i can't like i can never see myself doing stand-up years ago i wanted to be an actor really yeah i, I really did when i got sober i wanted to be an actor yeah that was my thing like i really wanted to act I don't know if that's something I could do, I should do, I should try. What's the worst that could happen? They tell me no, you know yeah. what I mean? So maybe that's something in the future that I would think about. We we'll get you starring in some movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a little like a little little Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously do like a ton with gambling. Yeah. When when did your like love for gambling like really come about? You know, I would say somewhere around 2000. Listen, I've always my dad was a a, a bad gambler, you know. Uh so he gambled for a long time, you know. Um, so I, I always like love sports and I would always watch him go and, and gamble and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, so it's pretty freaking cool. You know what I mean? He just won this amount of money, you know? So I was like, wow, you can sit on a couch, watch TV, you know, put a hundred bucks down and you could just win 90 bucks. Like, money. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oh shit, you could, you could do this, you know? And then you have the thoughts like, Oh, I can do this for a living. <laughs> Probably not. No, but, um, I don't know, dude, uh, like, once gambling started to get legalized, I, I started to do it a, a, a bit more, you know, and I just, you know, I do my parlays. I do some some big bets and I just chill and watch the games. That's that's always that's my vibe. Yeah. too. I love throwing some yeah. something down. Yeah. More dude. entertainment on the game. I love the action, dude. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I love the action. You know, I love the thrill. I'd, I'd rather win in a sweat than win in a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sweat. The sweat's the best. The best, dude. I see. I see you go to like the the horse tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. Dude. What What's oh, like the horse a track. horse track weekend like oh. with with Dave and Big Cat? Oh, dude, <laughs> because it's that wild. shit's got to be crazy. So I didn't know this. So you know, I got invited for the first time last year, 
It's like, oh, Jerry, you want to be in the syndicate? All right, sure, no problem. Like, that's <laughs> fine. Like, oh, just so you know, it's a thousand dollars a race. Now there's 13 races. Now the minimum is Dave will put 5K. His buddy Elio will put like 1500. Big Cat will put like 1500, two grand or whatever. You know, but the minimum is a thousand. So I went for the first time and my, my girlfriend's pissed. She's like, you're bringing 13,000. I have no choice. I want to be in the syndicate, babe. Like, I <laughs> have the to. the price you got to pay. <laughs> I, I said, I have to take the 13K. Like, this is bullshit. You shouldn't be doing this. I said, I'm, we're going to win. Trust me. <laughs> Could you believe we won $111,000 that day? Because you get a piece of everything. Okay, so yeah. if one person hits big, every it's it gets uh, divided up. You know what I mean? So you get a piece of everything. And like one of the races, it was like close. I think it was like the ninth or tenth race. I had I had a thousand dollars exacta, no box, straight. Dave had like two or three grand exacta, no box, straight. Big Cat just had the win for like two grand. So and these were two bombs, like two bombs so it happens and i freak out i'm like holy shit my ticket alone is <laughs> 40k winning <laughs> Dave dave's is in like 60k big cats is like 10k and you're looking at it like holy shit but you know for me it's crazy you know i'm walking away out of there if you divvy every, everything up it's like i'm walking out of there with 40 grand you know and then <laughs> It's just like not a bad day at the track. No, anymore. you know what I mean. And the girl, the girlfriend gets her Louis Vuitton, whatever yeah, she, she wants. She was pretty happy. Wasn't huh? this bad? No, that you're a part of the syndicate. But my mom gets whatever she wants. But like, hey, sometimes you have bad days. Sometimes you have good days. Just as what it is, you know. Facts. Do you have a? Uh, have you ever hit a massive bet on a football game? Uh, college basketball last year. That was the most money I've ever put on a bet, and I'll never do it again. Well, how much was it? And I won uh, fifteen grand on Creighton. I couldn't tell Creighton. you. I couldn't <laughs> create like a money line or a spread. A money line. I couldn't tell you one guy that played for Creighton. <laughs> I'll never do it again, ever. How how long were those three hours you were watching? The oh, game? dude. So like, Dave invited all of us. Obviously, the March Madness stream yeah. and stuff like that. I don't give a fuck about college basketball. Yeah. I really don't same thing goes for college football just me just my opinion um that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> college football guy here. <laughs> i apologize but yeah we go there and like you start out you know what i mean you start out like 500 on a game yeah. thousand on a game yeah. two grand and it's like 15k and it's like you, you, dude you see big cat oh, 10k 15k yeah. 20k dave 50k yeah. 100k and it's like I want to be. I want to play with the big boys. I'm with the big boys now, dude. If if I didn't hit that bet, I would have took a serious break because that could have broke me. But I'm happy I hit it. That's hilarious. That's funny, man. Was it close to? Was it? Game oh, close? sweat. Oh, a sweat. That was the make it permanent video. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know if you ever seen that one. Yeah. It's a funny clip. I'll tell you one thing: the the make it permanent in the group chat is very very popular. I love every that. every time that like we're down to something, it game's getting close. Everybody's oh, like, make great. that shit permanent. I love it. I love it, dude. I'll, I'll, this dude's your biggest fan. I love I'm it. a big Jersey Jerry. <laughs> I love it. Been, since Jerry. my first podcast episode, Stevie was like, "Bro, you have to get Jersey Jerry on the pod." Wow. And this was and and that's when I first DM'd you, and we, yeah. we were like we were going back and forth a while sure. trying to schedule it, and yeah, man, it, we, we, we've been. We, but how did you guys link? So me and AB, we actually. Oh yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I thought I thought you had AB in yesterday. He was saying, <laughs> yeah, oh, he was saying we're doing AB. I'm like, oh shit, what the? <laughs> f 
<laughs> I was like, this guy wants me and AD. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he like walks in and he's like, you guys had Antonio Brown on yesterday. I was like, nah, I, I call him AB. My bad. That's so funny. I call him AB. That's funny as shit. So yeah. I actually. I've, I know AB from high school. I moved to his high school, met him the first day. The first thing this guy says to me is like, he was a big time college recruit. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, you want to see a picture of me with all of Urban Meyer's championship rings on? I'm like, <laughs> I was, I'm dude, like, I was a douche too. I'm like, I'm like, who, I'm like who the f- is this guy? And he just pulls a, a picture up and he's just got like five national championship rings I'm on. like 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, we went to high school together. We went to Penn State together. Yeah. We were at UMass together for a year. So we've been boys for yeah. for a long time that's awesome dude, bro. Dude, i played at umass for two years and we were we weren't very good but mm-hmm. we were balling out you know i was an all-american a couple of years and then that's good we brought him he came to you UMass. weren't an all-american no he no, didn't play. Right. <laughs> yeah 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 he, obviously he didn't play dude so he didn't even go to school at umass i go to our head coach and i'm like i need my guy to just come be part of the program wow so he comes up to umass just moves into into our house and doesn't even really do anything with the football program, but somehow, being the way he is, finesses his way into the travel roster. Oh, First man. away game is flying with the team. Holy to, shit. I literally, I literally drove up to UMass in a 26-foot Penske like yellow <laughs> yeah. truck Fuck with yeah. my bed and like two boxes in the back. Oh yeah, dude. And uh we get up there. They the, my first day they had me like moving power age and shit. And then I would go into the equipment staff and they're like, just start shooting the shit with them, and then they're like do you want to come to Temple with us this weekend? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's sick. Yeah, that's sweet, man. And then, uh, yeah, you know how I knew you were a good guy, too? When uh, you, you messaged Stevie and you said, I'm running a little bit late today. I was thinking you were going to be, like, pushing an hour back. And yeah. you were like, we, we were scheduled for 11. You said, I'll be there at 11.05. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not late. I was sweating, like, yeah. oh, we got to move the whole time. Yeah. That's not late, man. No. That's not even a good yeah, guy. Dude. You give us a five-minute notice. Yeah, that's dude. Funny. I didn't realize how close you guys are to me. Yeah. Where, where are you guys staying at? I'm a two-minute drive. I'm on North Scottsdale Road. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a place. We're right in the middle of the scene. Man. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. The best. Yeah. Scottsdale's amazing. Yeah. Especially, I mean, this week, it's like with waste management. Oh, for and sure. <laughs> and for me, it's like it's like where my story started. You know, yeah. I got sober in Scottsdale. Yeah, that, yeah that's great. Yeah, so, great. like, that's how it all came full circle for yeah. me. So, you, you lo- do you like this this area? Like, would you could you ever see yourself I think it's again? one of the best places to live. Yeah. In the country. Yeah. I really do. Other than July and August. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. But like, we're in the winter, bro. Dude. We can still go Amazing. in the f- pool, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes it easier, too, when you wake up every single day, not a cloud in the sky. No. Mountains, Mountains dude. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. I, I, live in, I live in Philly, and I was talking to some that there's like when it's like cold there's like actual like seasonal depression like oh i believe that and when you're out here like you just don't feel that no dude not at all it's amazing not at all i wanted to ask you what the best piece of advice you've ever gotten is um best piece of advice that i ever got oh man it's a tough one because i got a lot of great advice over the years you know but the best one was you know surround yourself with the right people stick with the winners you know the whole saying Tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. You know what I mean? I don't have many friends, but the people I do have that I call my friends are like family. You know what I mean? And and I want to be around people. I don't want to be around people who are just, you know, eating potato chips on, on, on on their mom's couch and, you know, have no aspiration to do anything. You know, I want to be surrounded by people 
who have a vision, who have a dream and, and they chase it, you know, because yeah. ultimately that's, that's, that's what I want to do. I'm chasing a dream. You know what I mean? Is it a long shot? Probably. Am I trying to build generational wealth for my son? Of course I am. You know what I mean? Am I trying to set up my mom in, in a spot where she can retire? Yes, dude. I'm trying to do all those things. But what I learned is you surround yourself with the right people, right? And, and you watch them, you know, accomplish their goals. It fuels you to like want to accomplish your mission. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. It's so true. Yeah. You are who you, you surround yourself with. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah, for sure. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate all your time. And this has been, yeah. this has been fun. I, it's been cool getting to know you and, and hearing your story. It's inspirational. Yeah, and congrats on all your success. Thank Steve, you. Any, any last questions, man? You're a real one. That's all You're there is one. to say. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Steve. it, man. This will be, this will be great.